It's hard to imagine a world without food. It allows us basic survival, but it also brings joy to our daily lives. Food connects us to different cultures. It brings us together with our families and friends. And it's how we celebrate and mourn key moments in our lives. My guest today is agricultural educator, farmer, and social entrepreneur, Sherry Atilano. She has made it her life's mission to honor the essential workers that bring food to our tables and make our survival possible. Sherry is the founder and CEO of Agrea, a mission-driven enterprise launched in the Philippines in 2014. Its mission, zero hunger, zero waste, and zero insufficiency. And with that is a vision to create a system that eradicates poverty for farming and fishing families in the Philippines. On today's episode, we talk to Sherry Atalano about farmers, food, agriculture, and livelihoods. And I'm Tarak al and this is People and Planet, a podcast from EXO 2020 Advice program for People and Planet, where changemakers discuss what it takes to create a sustainable future for our planet. An important and vital topic to inspire other people to take this journey through space and time. An extension of our natural wealth. Brings us together in so many different Optimize women's contribution to security to build a brighter tomorrow. Thank you very much for that very beautiful introduction, Lorna. A happy, healthy, and holistic day, everyone. And I want you to take a pause before I enjoy our conversation. Uh, Take a pause that if you eat today and every day in your life, please thank a farmer from the bottom of your hearts. Can you please do that? Let's just close our eyes for five seconds. Thank you for doing such honor. Thank you for dignifying our farmers. Thank you for respecting our farmers. So, Sherry, you are a farmer in the deepest meaning of that word. A farmer as a steward of culture and a nourisher of community. A farmer as the foundation of human civilization. A farmer as the mediator of the relationship between the soil and human souls a farmer as the most profound educator who plants seeds of lessons that can grow across generations, and a farmer who makes the world realize that the farm, farmer, and community are all one. It's an absolute honor to have you with us today. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Tariq. You know, it's such an honor to be here. I feel so humbled, you know, to speak on behalf of millions of farmers all over the world. We'd love to start from the beginning, um, which is you were born in the Philippines and you grew up on a sugarcane farm, I believe. Your journey to sustainable agriculture started at just 12 years old when you read your first book about it. Can you tell us more about your upbringing, your family, and how the environment around you shaped your path to one day becoming an agricultural educator supporting small-scale farmers? I grew up in a sugarcane farm because my father was into sugarcane farming. And growing up in a sugarcane farm, I think I'm just a different kind of child. I observe everything. Why, you know, why a lot of children in the sugarcane uh, farms are actually not going to school. 
why the farmers are still poor and because uh, sugarcane is a lazy man's crop. Usually they only work for four months and when the sugar cane are actually growing well, uh, they don't have work for the next six months. It's called off-season. Growing up, it's 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 kind of hard, especially when my father died, and you know, um, it was really tough because you observe a lot around you. And I always ask my mother that why these children are working in the sugarcane farm, uh, which literally brought me later on in my life to be an advocate of no child labor in farming communities, right? Um, every Sunday, my mother would always cook a lot of food. I grew up with a lot of um, migrant workers in sugarcane. Uh, they live beside our house. My father built like a quartel. It's like a hotel, like four-side building divided into rooms and these migrant workers would live there. On weekend, when my father was alive, he asked me to sing. For them, because he was organizing like parties for the farmers to entertain them and celebration of birthdays. My father was a party maker. He was really, you know, with the farmers, even taking good care of the children of the farmers that they actually got six of them to send to school and more. And every weekend, my mom would cook a lot of food. And then, you know, uh, we distributed to to this of migrant workers or the farm workers and also to our neighbors. Um, one time, I was, I think, six years old. Uh, I told my mom, I don't want to bring food to our neighbors. Why? You know, so my mom grabbed actually my hand and she pointed my, you know, head and my heart. And then she told me, I want you to be a daughter that is creating impact. Uh, you know, be unsuccessful, but be significant and relevant. Um, you know, you will realize in life later on that you need to give, you know, food to other people because you're so lucky you have food and um, you need to share it with them. It's because I don't want you to be a daughter who is successful in the future, but it's not giving. So imagine from six years old and that's the kind of environment you you live. I never saw my parents fighting, so I come from a very loving family. And But it was tough because when my father died, my mom was a single mom. So she put me basically in a scholarship center because she couldn't even afford to send me to school. I always love reading books and that's really very important to me. And that book, one of the books I was reading was... Um, telling me in the first page, if you're poor and you're a farmer, 100% of your income goes to food. 70% goes to rice because we're Filipino. It's not a meal without rice. And 30% goes to your ulam, you know, your viant partner in rice. And for me, it was like, wow, this is real. This is what's happening in the community where I'm growing. Um, I told my mom, I want to teach farmers. My mom was shocked. It's like, what? How will you teach farmers? I said, I read this book and I need to teach farmers. Amazing. And do you remember what was the first seed that you ever planted? And what was the first class that you ever gave? <laughs> I love eggplant. <laughs> so eggplant is like the easiest to plant and tomatoes because, you know, we always eat it. You can put the okra and eggplant on top of rice. And after that, you know, you can have a sauce and it's a meal. So that's the easiest, and those are also the crops that I was teaching uh, farmers. 
we were also taught how to do composting, especially sugarcane leaves composting. How do, because in sugarcane farm, every harvest season, they just burn thousands and thousands of hectares of sugarcane leaves and stalks, and it's really causing a lot of smokes and, you know, our house are always like getting dark, our roof is so dark, even our clothing. But I did not even know that it's very helpful to these farmers, right? And now, that's the one that people are just learning, and I was teaching that 24 years back. <laughs> there is a lot of wisdom in young people, um, as, as I think you're a testament to in your, in your early childhood, and would love to talk about how some of that science led into the day-to-day -day practice and your lifelong mission. So, Agrea has a unique mission to promote three zeros, zero hunger, zero waste, and zero insufficiency. So on your path to this journey, can you tell us what good food means to you and how has that meaning evolved over the years? So I was dreaming of one day, how can I build something that would impact people? How would I build something that inspires other agribusiness people, right? To build an agribusiness with a heart, where farmer is the core center and front of it. Um, but before that, you know, I needed to educate myself. So I'm an agriculture graduate. I'm an agricultural scientist and also, you know, studied economist. And when I was 21 years old, I happened to travel all these provinces of the country because of my work with a nonprofit organization. And I also work as a consultant in the government uh, agency for agriculture and agrarian reform. I find it a crime against humanity that the producers of the food in the food chain are the poorest and the hungriest. And those are the farmers and the fisher folk. And usually they're also the most malnourished, right? Usually if you are the base of the, of the food chain, you should have a lot of energy. You have the most resources. But at the end of the day, you're left behind. Like Edna and Rowena, most Filipinos believe that having enough food every day is among the top personal concerns in a recent Pulse Asia survey. It ranked third after staying healthy and having job security. The State of Food Security and Nutrition in the World 2020 report of the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization also showed that more than 700 million people globally experience hunger and can be considered undernourished due to the pandemic. Half of these numbers came from Asia. So Agria is actually a fusion of two words, agriculture and Gaia, Mother Earth, because for me, it's always like food and climate, food and environment. So we said Philippines is rich in natural resources, but more importantly, the beauty of the Filipinos and the real Filipino essence are actually still embedded and, you know, and, and still expressed by our farmers, especially in rural areas. So... We wanted to develop something that is intentional. It's coming from great intention that our business in the future is not only a transaction to farmers and to market, you know, like food producers and consumers, but it's really a transformational journey. Hence the zero hunger, zero waste and zero insufficiency. Beautiful. And it's, it's touching to hear how you approach that ecology and economy of living and that everything is centered around it. So in your recent talk at Expo 2020 Dubai for Food, Agriculture and Livelihoods Week, you ask the audience to close their eyes and thank a farmer. And in your line of work, you famously coined the phrase, an ecology of dignity. 
However, though, we always say that the farmers are the problem in our food systems. But I'm here with our four panelists who are making ways that farmers are actually the solutions in a lot of problems in our food systems. Farmers, if we are empowering them, if we are enabling them, if we are giving them the right environment to thrive, the right environment for food generation, for income making and for stability of their family to create sustainable livelihood, and for equality, especially for women and girls in the agriculture sector, for talking about sustainability of our aging farmers, including the next generation, and also tackling about climate changes as farmers a solution in terms of climate mitigation. I think we are solving more than half of the problems in the world. Can you please tell us more about that and why it's so important to you? Oh, it's very important for me, right? Because every time we eat, there must be someone producing this food. There must be someone putting so much time, effort, energy, and, you know, sweat and tears and even blood just to produce this food, right, that we're eating. So the moment you recognize that, that there are people in the line that are bringing that food in your table and the farmers, that's why I ask them to close their eyes because sometimes it's so easy for us to forget the farmers. So we use them as subject or object of our business. But if we acknowledge that they are also human beings like us trying to survive, and it's coming from gratefulness, it's coming from a sense of gratitude, it's coming from human to human. And that's actually how ecology of dignity is all about. There's a Polish proverb that I always keep, when a farmer is poor, so is the whole country. So a lot of this is because we don't acknowledge our farmers. And I wonder, could you speak to how does this vision of Agrea, this dream, these powerful stories connect with Expo 2020's motto of connecting minds and creating the future? It's actually, for me, we need to create the now, the present, because the now, the present will define our future. And it's not only about connecting minds, because we have so much minds, but I think we need to add connecting hearts. Because the missing link, actually, is how do we put heart in humanity? So I would always ask, for the longest time, we always measure agriculture in terms of how much yield of rice or corn or, you know, mung uh, bin and vegetables we harvested, how many hectares of land we planted. We never even asked how many farmers we changed lives, how many children of these farmers are in school, how these farmers having a roof on their head that when there's typhoon, they don't end up in evacuation center. It's nearly a week since the Philippines were struck by a typhoon, the strongest this year. At least 375 people lost their lives and hundreds of thousands have been left without shelter. The Red Cross says there is carnage, to quote them, in many areas, with no power, no communications and very little water. If we put value on this and proper measure in this, this will definitely change the game on how we can build a more sustainable you know, future and a more sustainable and resilient, I will emphasize, resilient uh, food systems. And on a closing note, what do you hope that the world thinks about when they have their next meal or use their everyday staples? Anything from clothes to furniture, to the bricks, pipes and materials used to build our homes that are so central to our lives. 
Tarek, all of those that you mentioned, homes, pipes, food, actually everything connected to agriculture, right? There's no clothing if there are no farmers planting fiber. You know, it may be from cotton, it may be from, you know, abaca or hemp. You know, there are no houses if there are no farmers planting trees, right? So many basic ingredients of our daily living is actually foundation is agriculture. So for me, each of us should not consider agriculture as a silo. Every time you eat your next meal, I'm part of agriculture because the mission of agriculture is not planting or tilling the soil. The mission of agriculture is how to make a person full, um, healthy, and well-nourished. That's the mission of agriculture. I'm planting this because I have, you know, a community that they need food. I'm planting this because I have a community that they need clothing or shelter, right? So all of us, we need to not disassociate ourselves from the source of where our convenience are coming. Every time you choose your food, you always make sure, am I destroying the planet or is the farmer producing this also availing the kind of food I have? And is this food nourishing myself? Because if not, you're destroying yourself in the process. So for me, it's really a balance of you yourself. How can you be a solution of, of you know, dignifying other people as you dignify yourself? How can you be a solution of every single carbon footprint we release in the environment? And how can you be a solution of really enabling an economy that is not, you know, out of prejudice and unfairness? And while human beings may have a tendency to take our blessings for granted, thank you, Shari, for reminding us of these age-old technologies of the heart, technologies of gratitude, of generosity, of dignity, of community, and for centering us today around an ecology of human and earth flourishing. I'm deeply, deeply grateful for your stories and for all the farms you're attending in the world. Thank you so much for speaking to us today. Oh, thank you so much, Tarek. You know, uh, interviews like this and the opportunity to share what I love doing and the work on the ground of each and every single farmer we serve and work with is always an opportunity we count as a blessing in multiple times. People and Planet is an official podcast of EXO 2020 Dubai, creating a sustainable future for our planet together. Learn more by visiting virtualexpodubai.com or searching Program for People and Planet. People and Planet is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every second Monday and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, Share it with your friends and leave us a review.